0: Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Yeah, there we go. Today is the part two episode to the Influential People Podcast that I have been doing with Rachel Stewart. Rachel Stewart is the founder of Accelerate Software, the author of Unqualified Success, the podcast host of Restore Your Power to Succeed, and we decided to get together, talk about those times in our lives and our careers uh, where just the one little thing or the one person could make the biggest change and and just... uh, you know, those kind of behind the scenes stories that really made us successful. Uh, If you haven't heard the part one, go back to the previous podcast. That was uh, the one where Rachel interviews me and I talk about the influential people in my life. And today we have part two where I interview Rachel and talk about the influential people in her life.
1: Enjoy. From Accelerate, this is Restore Your Power to Succeed, a podcast to help restoration professionals succeed both personally and in business. I am Rachel Stewart. I spent 12 years in the industry growing a restoration company from $1.5 million to over $20 million in annual revenue before founding Accelerate, an industry job management system to help contractors be successful by addressing the technology gaps that I face every day. This podcast is dedicated to teaching everything I and other top performers in the industry have learned. From leadership and personal growth to industry-specific pain points, this podcast is for everyone. So let's get started as we restore your power to succeed. Welcome listeners to this episode of Restore Your Power to Succeed. I am very excited about our guest today and this is actually part of a two-part series with two different podcasts and we've done something really exciting that I will explain in just a minute. But before we get to that, I do want to introduce our guest. So the guest today is Jarrett Steer with GMS Distribution and if you want to get to know his story really well, then you have to listen to the first part of this back and forth that we've done. Cause I think you will get such a good understanding of who he is how he operates and what drives him. But he spent uh, the beginning part of his career as a residential electrician, which then led to him building out power boxes. He's built some pretty spectacular things for our industry. Um, in addition, he has a wonderful podcast. And if you have, if you're not familiar with it, I really recommend that you take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, it's the GMS distribution podcast. So if you don't know where to find him, that's where he is. And I always say that he was the original and I don't know if he was actually the original, like he was the very first person to do a restoration podcast, but he was the first one that I felt like caught any steam and had some followers. And so we're all just copying him (laughs) (laughs) and trying to be as good. Um, In addition, just a very lovely person, kind, genuine, and has the best interest of contractors at at heart. And that's something that really speaks to me. So welcome, Garrett. I'm so glad to have you.
0: Well, I'm a little overwhelmed at the introduction that was that was amazing and perfect and I'm flattered thank you so much.
1: What did I miss?
0: I don't, well, I th- I don't know I, you, I think you <laughs> taught me some things about myself with that introduction <laughs> so uh, I don't know if there was anything that was missed but I know that I am like you said this is the two this is like the two part to our back and forth and and I'll let you describe it for your listeners but I can't wait to get started with this conversation.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, the way that I feel like this originated is a couple months ago. I think it was prior to you going to the experience. I reached out to you and said, Hey, we need to collaborate on something. And I don't know exactly what that looks like, but we have two great podcasts. What could we do that would be different, that would be unique, and that could create some visibility to both of what we're doing? And so, and that was kind of the extent of that conversation was like, Yeah, let's work together. Well, cause, yeah because
0: you, yeah, you called me I was all, I was driving to the experience and you yeah you had called me and it was kind of with that where we we're going yeah we well, you, you both do the podcast but it's like I don't want to be I don't want to tell people about a power box again and like how that works and you're and you don't want to talk about your book again or the software again <laughs> software. Like, so what are we gonna do right it's like what are we gonna do because we know we want to do something so yeah
1: exactly so then we sat on that And then a couple of months later, Jarrett reached out to me and said, I got it. I have the idea and (laughs) it's going to be awesome. And it has been awesome. So this was his brilliant idea was that we would talk about our careers and not talk about our careers, but talk about the people who have influenced our careers and helped bring us to this point um, in our life and in our businesses. And by doing that, it would just it would be a lot of fun he he would interview me on my five i would interview him on his five and
0: yeah and here we are yeah
1: yeah so last week we talked to jared i interviewed him for his podcast if you haven't listened to that i am going to post that on my podcast but also go take a look at his podcast there's he has awesome guests a bunch of stuff so he'll probably get it out there in the world before i do because he's like that he's a go getter (laughs) self-starter i just tried to keep up
0: we'll see we'll we'll get them we'll get them out together i think i think that when this comes out we will time it out to where both launch at the same time because i'm also going to obviously i'll have mine on but i'm also going to put yours on on my platform also so yeah yeah we'll if you're listening to this you can go listen to the other one and vice versa yeah
1: Okay, so yeah. I interviewed him <laughs> and he had some pe- spectacular stories to tell, some of them that were just downright hilarious and some of them that were just like really tender, um, you know, when people are struggling and trying to make things work and, you know, they've got good intentions and trying to get things to fall in place and how some people stepped in to make those dreams and those things happen and really sent the moment- momentum. So. It was awesome. Thank you. And now, and now it's your turn. We're turning the table. Yeah. Yep.
0: Stop. Are we ready? Do I get to go?
1: You're, it's your podcast. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, you know, I think the word excited has been thrown around so many times, um, but I had such a great time talking about my stories and, and really as much as I was talking through mine, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I get to hear Rachel's and now we're here and it's time. <laughs> and so. Rachel, you have, to my knowledge, your career, you, you start out, you are office manager, you have a book, Unqualified Success, you built a restoration company, now you're into software, and I, I cannot wait to hear all of those stories of the people, because just like, I'm sure your story is so close to mine, where it only takes one person and one conversation in one moment to completely change the trajectory of everything that's happening. So with with your yeah. background and everything you've done, yeah, bring us bring us to the beginning. Where where did you have that first interaction? Who was it with? How how did they influence you and just change the trajectory of your your path?
1: Yeah. So, mine started at the similar year as yours did, although actually you started with with your yeah. dad. But when you actually got into g m s distribution was right after the crash of two thousand and eight, the Great Recession. and mine happened at the same time, so prior to that, before that, I was a stay at home mom. I was you know helping keep tiny humans alive, uh, puppet shows and <laughs> very, very. Uh, high stakes work that I was doing, but but no, just kidding. It's Very important work. So I was doing that and I was also doing some graphic design work and doing book layout. And so that that's kind of what was happening for us. We had just bought a house probably in 2006 and then the great recession Oof. hit. Our, we were upside down in our house yeah. significantly. Um, my husband lost his job We like there were just a lot of stressors that had happened, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to stay afloat and what was the next step. And we had kind of, you know, tentatively talked about me going back to work, although there was nothing really that we had concrete that we had talked about. So we were, you know, these conversations were kind of happening, and my husband had gone to ASU Business School and. Um, accounting school back back in the day. So this was 10 years later, or maybe even more. And somebody that he went to the program with that they kind of stayed in touch with, Russ Palmer reached out to him and said, hey, I'm looking for an office manager kind slash accountant bookkeeper for my restoration business. Do you know of anyone? And my husband said, well, for my money, I'd hire my wife. And he said, okay, set, have her send a resume over and you know, she'll talk to me and she'll talk to our consultant. And so the consultant at the time was Phil Rosebrook. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those two people, Russ Palmer and Phil Rosebrook Jr. were like my first two big influencers for my career. And I want to talk about each one of them individually. So (laughs) Um, I just want you to like to walk the listeners through and give them a little bit of idea what that first interview was like for me. So I got the address, I pull up and I was expecting to go to a business. And instead I pull up and there is like this dated farmhouse on a couple of acres of property. Um, and in the back, I can see maybe uh, some restoration trucks. There's some logoed trucks back there. But really, this is just like a worn down farmhouse. And when I walk into the interview, like there's no lights in the place. It's super dark. Um, And this is where their, uh, you know, Titan Restoration's headquarters were at the time. They were just operating out of one room in the kitchen is where they operate. They had like two folding tables uh, set out and they had like a shared computer between them and no files, no... No sort of organization, anything. And it was the strangest interview that I've ever had or ever will have, um, which was like, tell me why you deserve this job. And really, I had nothing to tell him other than um, I'm super passionate. I'm a quick learner and I'm a self-starter. So if you give me a project, I'll figure it out and I, you know, I'll, I'll bring something back better than what was given to me.
0: Yeah. Can I interrupt for a second?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So,
0: okay. So I, mean, I have to imagine you're going into this interview and you, and the question to you is what makes you, you know, what makes you qualified to work here? Why would you be good at this position? At some point you have to be also thinking like, as you pulled up to an old farmhouse with card tables, like, is this, what am I, is this where I want to work? Is this <laughs> what, is this what I want to do? I mean, are, are you feeling that? Or are you just still like, I just want this job.
1: Well, I think at the the time, I, I wasn't even thinking that I should be discerning whether I wanted to work for him. It was more just like trying to fit the puzzle pieces together. Like what kind of business is this and what can I do to make a difference? And what I saw when I walked in there was potential, like I can create impact here. And that was something that's really exciting to me. But this isn't about necessarily that. What it is, is it's about Russ Palmer, right? So what Russ Palmer provided me was the autonomy to create something, right? Like he gave me the opportunity and he allowed me to build it into whatever I wanted it to be. And That was incredible for me. Now, for some people that would have been like, oh, that's all the recipes for disaster. And nobody, you might not go into like a leadership or a management class and be given those instructions. But for me and my personality, that was like gold. I can create something that did not exist here yesterday. And nobody's going to tell me exactly how to do it. I get to figure it out and I get to put all the puzzle pieces together. And that's awesome. So like growing up, I was one of those people who would take multiple jigsaw puzzles, like thousand piece puzzles and like mix them together in one box. So you have like three different puzzles and then, <laughs>
0: which I don't even understand,
1: and then go try to put them all together. So, cause I love, I
0: love putting together puzzles, but I couldn't imagine mix, like mixing puzzles together to make multiple puzzles. That's crazy to me, but I love it. I love it. So this is so like this job. Even though you're at a farmhouse with a card table, you're like, oh yeah, I, I can make an impact here.
1: Yes. Russ just kind of stepped back and gave me enough room to succeed and fail. And when I failed, it was no big deal. It was like, okay, we're, we'll just fix it and move on. And that was incredibly um, just so impactful for me as I was growing. And then the other thing that he really did for me was that he invested in me. So there wasn't an industry conference that I didn't have the opportunity to go to if I wanted to. If there wasn't some sort of networking group that, that I could be a part of that, he said, no, we don't have the budget for that. It, 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 was almost like he was bringing those opportunities to me and saying, Hey, can you go to this? Or can you go to that? Can you go to this? And what that allowed me to do was to network in the industry and to pick people's brains, find out all of the ways that they are doing things, all of the ways that they have failed doing things and really be able to learn so much so quickly. And so he invested in me as a leader and, and then provide those opportunities came around, you know, it wasn't very long after that till we moved out of that farmhouse and we were in a real office building and we were growing and scaling. And there was an opportunity for an operations manager position, which they came and offered to me. And I was like, this is awesome. I will do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never managed people, but if you'll invest in me, I will I will learn, I will do whatever it takes. Nobody will work harder for you and I'll make it happen. So
0: well, yeah, well, you must have had a big impact. I mean, right away in that business. And then, cause I, I mean, I can hear, I can hear one side of the story where you're, you're given so much opportunity, but at the same time, you're taking advantage of it and doing something with it. So that's, that's really cool. I mean, you obviously had a big impact in that business to even be offered this next position.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. We were actually almost going to go through a merge. And I said, what are you doing? We don't need to go through a merge. You just need to hire somebody really great. Cause he wanted to get out of day-to-day operations. And I wasn't thinking that my name would be added to that list of possibilities. I just said, Hey, let's put together, you know, we can go out and recruit somebody. You can hire somebody, they can manage this whole operation and you don't even have to show up if you don't want, but just don't go sell, you know, like you have all the pieces in place. So that's kind of what happened. They stepped away from that merger that was about to happen. And then a few days later, they came back and said, Hey, do you want this position? So again, you know, I I can't say enough about what the opportunity that Russ gave to me has meant to me in my career. And he, I had that runway my whole tenure there at Titan where I could, you know, take risks on things. I could shape the way the, and the tra- trajectory of the company and really give it some legs and some steam. And that was so much fun for me. Like really, really fun. So that's my number one.
0: Very cool. I mean, he just, be- he believed in you yeah. and you, and you ran with it, but it sounds like you had all the support in the world to, su- to be successful. And, and you had someone believing in you.
1: Right. Right. Cool. Okay. So the next person is Phil Rosebrook and I met him pretty much at the same time that I met Russ. He did that second interview again, for some unknown reason, he saw some potential in me, even though I had no restoration experience and he was where I learned. Phil's
0: a coach, right?
1: Yes. So he's business mentors,
0: but he stepped in on the interview process.
1: Yeah. So he he was our consultant at that point. Russ had hired him to come in and say, hey, what do I need to do in my yeah. business? And the first thing he said, well, yeah. you have to put some processes in place. You have to get your books in order. You have to, you know, get some bookkeeping and some office management. So you need to hire an office manager bookkeeper. And so that was the first kind of step he laid out for Russ to do. And then Russ hired me. And then I came in at that point. And pretty much after that, most of the feedback that I got in the industry came from Phil. So we when we were working one-on-one, he was my introduction to the industry. Okay. Uh, and this is Phil Rosebrook Jr., by the way. There's two, and I always call him just Phil. Ro- <laughs> anyway, I need to remember that there's two.
0: Phil Rosebrook Jr.
1: Jr., yes. So he introduced me to the restoration world and he was the one that introduced me to to people at these events. He would be the person walking me up to somebody and saying, Hey, I want, I want you to meet this person. And this is why it's valuable for you to know them. Oh, wow. Learned so, so much from him, learned how to create a business plan, how to execute against that business plan, learned how to, you know, break those out into quarterly objectives and, and how to work. And I think the biggest thing aside from just restoration, he is such an incredible human being. And I don't, it doesn't sound like you know him, but the- I know
0: of him. And I've said, I've, I've had a, a couple, hi, how are you doing? Shake his hand kind of things, but no, I've never had a, a conversation with him.
1: Yeah. So the way he approaches life is just so phenomenal. He has encountered a lot of challenges personally. Um, the industry knows he's a big supporter of MS and does a lot of fundraising around MS and that's because he struggles with MS, but never once has he let that impact his ability to thrive and to give back. And he's very, very careful about the way that he takes care of his body and manages that. But then in return, he's just, you know, there at every convention, doing all of the things and and really supports his clients. So I always really admired that about him. And then the other thing that I really took away from him was that he incorporated faith, his faith into his work. And he was the first person that kind of really, that I saw that mirrored. And then was able to have permission to do the same. Okay. And I remember before every single one of our retreats, he would come once a quarter. Before every one of our retreats, we would start with a prayer, Mm -hmm. and he would just ask that we were good stewards of these gifts that God had given us, and these resources and these employees, and just being able to approach business from you know, maybe, maybe even from a higher perspective was something that really had impact for me and just added an authenticity for me in the way that I wanted to operate in business, that it was okay for me to be open about my faith and the importance that that played in the way that I operate. And also in, in the way that I see business and, and how it can bless the lives of other people. So I don't, people who listen to my podcast know that I don't shy away from talking about my faith. It's really important to me. And right. I think Bill Rosebrook jr. Was a big reason why I feel so comfortable there.
0: That's like, a, he almost like created a path of permission.
1: Yes. Yes. Because I mean, really yeah. before that, I hadn't had that much experience in the like real business world. Like I had had jobs and I had done different things, but this was my first time time really, diving into an industry and making it a career. And so there would, be, would have been part of me that would have been like, oh, this is something you don't talk about at work. Mm. But for him, it was absolutely incorporated in what we do. And I, I loved that. Loved it.
0: Well, I mean, that's just, that's great. That's great. Well, one, one that, he, that you were able to connect with him so early, I mean, he was, he obviously had your back because he interviewed you and and hired you. And then you have like, you have a a personal introduction to all the important people you need to meet and then why you need to meet them and the permission to be authentic with your religion. That's fantastic. I mean, it's, that's, that's huge on so many levels.
1: Yeah. He was so great. Most of the people that I'll mention after this are people that uh, I probably met through Phil Rosebrook. Bill, if you're listening, thank you
2: so much. We've done everything from all manual paper processes to using multiple different software types. Like we used, we use Trello for our job board management, and then we'd use. Um, You know, something different for the scheduling system we'd use. We had a multitude of systems that we were using to try to keep track of things, and it it became very difficult to, to, to do that with different software that didn't talk to each other, and it kind of became a pain. That's Daniel Berry with Restoration One of Oklahoma City.
0: His experience trying to find the right solution for his restoration business certainly isn't unique. There are many restoration contractors that are searching for the right tools to help them better manage their business operations on a day-by-day basis, both in the office and in the field.
2: We wanted to adopt something that really kind of tied everything together, where we could have everything in one spot. Before Accelerate, we didn't have that. Once we adopted Accelerate, everything tied together. It's really made us more efficient. We don't have to think about where everything is at. We know where everything is at. It's in the system. Say, for example, somebody calls in today, calls to me and asks about a job that I may not have ever set foot on this project, I can pull up in Accelerate, I've got daily job notes, I've got pictures, I've got documentation, I've got everything I need for that job in one spot that I can talk and, and talk knowledgeable about that that project without knowing anything about it before that call came in. We've used many different softwares and many different programs. And I would say to any owner or anybody looking to improve their processes, Accelerate is an excellent software to use because of the fact that you know the industry is always changing And Accelerate is one of the few companies that is adapting to those changes and really following the the different changes that happen. I would say to anybody looking into Accelerate, it's something that is definitely gonna improve their business. It's gonna improve your day-to-day operational technician, from the technician all the way to your office manager, to your estimator or anybody else in the administration side. Accelerate is going to improve your business processes on a day-to-day basis, and it's something that I would highly recommend.
0: If you are interested in seeing some of the same technology benefits that Daniel and his team are seeing within their own restoration business, we invite you to click on the demo link here in the show notes today. It's time for you to restore your power to succeed in restoration using Accelerate restoration software.
1: The next thing I want to talk about is an organization and not necessarily a person. Although I'm going to talk about people inside that organization, but when we first joined this organization, it was one of the first networking organizations that we joined and it had such an influence on me just because of the people that I met through it. So we joined DKI back in 2012, I think it would have been. And I know maybe DKI is, is not um, necessarily the entity that it was at that point, but for me, and especially where I was in my career, it was so impactful. And the people that I met there created so many ties that I still have today. So the very first one that I want to talk about is Brenda Gallion. She was the Western chapter president. So uh, the way that, that DKI is broken out is that, that you're part of chapters. And so she was our chapter president. And what was so wonderful about Brenda for me was the mentorship of a female leader in the restoration space, because especially at that time, there just were not very many and they weren't very visible. So just the influence that she had had on the industry and what she was doing in the industry and the impact she was creating was just really inspiring for me. And that was really awesome. So Brenda Galleon.
0: Now, I am curious, um, because obviously, I mean, you're, you're, you're female, you're talking about another female who had a big, a big role in your career. Um, and we're in restoration contracting, which is a very male dominated industry. Yes. I guess, I guess how much, how much does that impact your, how much has that impacted your job where it is a, a majority male industry or, or has it?
1: Um, So this is something that's kind of funny because I don't typically like to to segment and be like, oh, female leadership and male leadership in a predominantly male industry. And they've been so supportive and really helped me learn the ropes and helped me gain experience and supported me in big decisions and stuff like that. So I don't really like to segment it. But for me, I think that it has come with some challenges, right? I, I joined a networking group where I was told that I would never make it, that I'd be eaten alive because I was a female. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. There have been experiences like that where people just write you off immediately, uh, but
0: she's so narrow-minded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it was a group and they were really high performers, right? Like in okay. order to, to be a part of this group, they had to kind of vote you in and say, yeah, we want you to be a part of it. And he said, oh, you'll never last. You won't last a year. They'll eat you up and spit you out because you're a woman. And I'm oh my like, God. Right, okay, well, clearly you haven't met me. Um, <laughs> I think he thought I would get my feelings hurt and then end up running away. I have pretty tough skin. It will be okay. Because um, they were an aggressive group for sure. <laughs> uh, but so, so I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I've run into some scenarios like that. But for the most part, I think it's been a wildly supportive industry. Very cool.
0: Well, I think that's where, uh, like, just like awards, for example. I mean, the industry has male awards and female awards. And I don't necessarily think...
1: I hate that, by the way. Well, I... I, I hate I, that. I, I know.
0: I know, <laughs> I know you do. Well, I shouldn't say I know you hate it. But anyway, okay. This is why I like it, though. And it, and it almost falls into exactly what you're what you're saying. Because I think in such a male... I'm just going to talk numbers. I like math. So I'm just talking numbers. In a male-dominated industry, if you just look at straight numbers, you're going to see a lot of males winning awards. And not to say that there aren't a lot of great females doing things. And I don't necessarily think that the that the female award is less than the man award or letter. But what I like about it, this is what I like about it, is because it does find find a minority of people in the industry and let you know what the work and the good things that they're doing. But then by by kind of broadcasting that, it allows then younger, young, younger females in the industry, and almost you know gives them uh, a path or or you know people to look up to to say just just kind of like what you were saying where you know here's this woman and here's you know her status in the industry and what she's accomplished and it made you you know it gave it gave you a um, like motivation to you know that you can do it too and I think that that's where those awards. Those awards shine and give more motivation and and connection to people that can mentor them. That's why I like it.
1: Yeah, uh, because I think we had this conversation maybe o- only over social media at the time because I had posted an article about why I didn't like it, and you were oh I like it because then it brings visibility to women that I could now interview on my podcast. Yeah, whereas I might not see them. Uh, but for me, I'm like, if I win an award... No,
0: you responded and you were like, Jared, the answer's wrong. Please don't comment on my social media anymore. That's what I remember. <laughs> That's <is> not true. <laughs> like, that is not true. That is not true.
1: I win an award as the as the best woman general manager. I'm like, oh, throw it in the garbage. I want the award for the best general manager, period, the end. No qualifying.
0: I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'll take the award <laughs> for best person with the last name of Steer. And I'm like, Yes, that's going on the shelf (laughs) (laughs) okay moving on moving on
1: but that is not a popular opinion by the way and i think i've lost more friends over that opinion than any other (laughs) opinions i've ever had so (laughs) we might have to edit this whole section out i don't know um just
2: you you do whatever you want to do with it